wonderful audience. It's that time again, that special every five episodes where we show up in your feed, not with a new guest, but with a retraced episode of old guests remembered from past episodes and one new co-host joining us. Sarah, are you excited about our guest host this time? I guess he's a guest. I honestly could not be more excited because he would have been the perfect guest for one of our uh, cases. But because I have his chart memorized by heart, there's no way that that could be possible unless we had a substitute astrologer on. So I'm so pleased that he is going to join us for our retraced episode. He's kind of like the Tasmanian devil in the best way possible. He just comes into your life, takes over, and makes you laugh until you pee your pants. And he's just amazing. So... And he's about to take over this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to actually just keep letting you go. I was like, and then ta- now talk about my looks and achievements. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. Sarah and I are going to mute, and then you can just take it from here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's all mine. Guys, thank you for listening to Astro Detectives. I'm your new host, Andrew Petkey. Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, first of all, before we get started, I want to commend you, too. Not only am I your I'm your bestie, but you guys have been doing an amazing job with this show. I really am a number one fan. I do listen all the time. I uh, I do constantly find myself going, yeah, I'm on Sarah's side on this point. Or I'll be like, nah, I'm with Scott. I'm with Scott in this one. And then sometimes I'm like, this guest is crazy. I'm like, okay, that's TMI guest. Uh, oh, but anyway. <laughs> you can- uh, I- you should do like a spinoff podcast called like Astro T, where you just like talk about like what the drama that's going on in our show. <laughs> tea, yeah, but I know too many stories about both of y'all that I could tell. <laughs> For yeah, that makes it, that's a better show. <laughs> you could say, look, I know these two like off air and let me tell you. Yeah, the real story. It's like a E! True Hollywood story. Scott and Sarah, the untold story. Is she really into astrology or... <laughs> I don't know. I got none. <laughs> is she then, just making it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Scott we says, can, yes. <laughs> we can all sue. We can all sue each other, and then that will create better ratings for everyone. Oh yeah, that'd be great. We'll 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 arrange a fist fight somewhere along the way. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, strategically well, captured on video and posted. Andrew, I have to ask you: um, Do you know your big three? Uh, yeah. Um, I would probably say. Uh, Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably uh, who's the guy who played Thor? That guy. See, <laughs> uh, that's a Chris Hem. It's a Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, you're talking about my signs. Uh, uh, I know I'm an Aquarian, but I and I know you've told me several other times what my rising moon is, my uh, starry sun is, but I, I don't remember. I just know I'm an Aquarian, and I always say I'm an Aquarian. <laughs> and what, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're an Aquarius sun, just like Scott. Well, well, I want to dispute well, that actually, uh-oh. because I was reading my little book, The Idiot's Guide to Astrology, which is perfectly <laughs> written for me. So and many it tells pages I can see. It tells me I'm not an Aquarius. It tells me I'm a Capricorn. Well, and I remember wrong. growing up, I was always told I was a Capricorn. And then, Wait, is this a is this a revelation? This is a big reveal to Sarah. 
Well, no, this is this is like this is episode thirty kind of stuff. No, no, got, no, Scott, you are, you're an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. You want to disagree with the idiot's guide to astrology? <laughs> I I do. Um, Astro.com has you pegged as a I believe an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't challenge me on this, Scott. <laughs> Your sun is at one degrees Aquarius. And, you know, books like that, they might just say, yeah, if you were born between this date and this date, but they don't factor in some year to year differences or like time changes and things like that. So rest assured, you're not a Capricorn. I think I'm going to be a Capricorn now. Well, that's just an Aquarius thing to say. <laughs> of course. You're an, you're an Aquarian who identifies as Capricorn. It's fine. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> it's 2023, Sarah. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do feel like Pisces. What? Yeah. The, <laughs> Aquarius is really concerned with standing out, being different, not following the rules. <laughs> All of us? <laughs> well, That's why and, you never want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese during February. Yeah. <laughs> it's melee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but what is interesting about the two of you is that you're both Aquarius suns and you're both Leo moons too. Ooh. And the moon is our inner self. It's our, um, what we need to feel, um, good and safe. It's who we are when we just let our hair down and you guys are both Leo moons. Now, Andrew's Leo moon is Way more pronounced, <laughs> if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> uh, I used to get a lot of compliments in college for that. <laughs> because Leos are very <laughs> performative and they're very funny and over the top. And, you know, and so, but, you know, why does that come through so strong with you, Andrews? Because you're a Cancer rising and Cancer rising is ruled by the moon. So the Leo moon is your chart ruler. It's so much about who you are in the chart. And so it comes and, through a lot. <laughs> and Leo is a lion. Leo does, does, that, does that sign really have anything to do with the, like, am I guys as somebody carrying a bucket of water? And I'm like, what does that mean for me? Do I got to, am I thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Aquarius is the water bearer, but it's actually an air sign. And yeah, that's air confusing too. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it is confusing if you, uh, until you start reading about it and get familiar with all the signs and why they. Scott, are. I'm gonna need to borrow yeah. that book. <laughs> yeah. I get this a lot. You know, Scott, that can be confusing until you learn a thing or two. <laughs> I know. Every time, I don't have a good way of saying that, but I mean, I'm I was confused too. Um, in the in the process of learning it i had to like make flashcards for myself it's it's an overwhelming subject to learn so i'm just saying it's normal to feel like that's confusing so um but yes it's it's the water bearer but it's an air sign and it's um it's very air signs are very concerned with communication and intelligence um aquarius is you know a very um, very intelligent sign. So let me just compliment both of you. <laughs> That's the thing about signs I've noticed is they're usually pretty complimentary. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, yeah. I was about to say, if that's my biggest uh, point, it makes me even more of a skeptic. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just giving you a very general, we don't have time to go into all the specifics, but. um, Andrew came here for a reading. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for, I got four hours and nothing to do. Let's talk. Let me, let me just, (laughs) let me just share one quick story about Andrew and him being a cancer rising because cancer rising, it's how we come off and how. Um, we interact with other people, especially initially. And so cancer is associated with like family and it's very warm and um, caring sign. And so um, one time Andrew and I were working together at this restaurant that we used to own. And Andrew and I have done a number of things together. He's he's my former business partner. <laughs> uh-huh. And we, we also used to do graphic graphic design and marketing together. And we had, there was this girl that came to the restaurant that I recognized because we had uh, worked with her. Um, She worked for the newspaper and we had sent ads to her before when we were doing design, but we had never met her face to face. And I just thought, oh, that's really cool. Um, And so I turn around and say, hey, Andrew, guess who's here? And you just... As always, you just had the biggest grin on your face. You wave at her. You're like, hey. And you go out and you embrace her like she's family, like this long lost friend. And I'm like, oh my God, he has no idea who this person is. But it's like just such a testament how you just make everyone feel so embraced and like they're your family and your best friend. And Um, even if you don't even know who they are, which is just, I think it's a really nice thing. And that's why so many people are just so drawn to you and love you. And they're like, Andrew's my best friend. And there's like a thousand people out there saying that. Well, I appreciate it. She actually had a loose 20 in her back pocket. I wasn't going in for a (laughs) hug. I was just going to big pocket. (laughs) Attention, big pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, I appreciate that. I do. I, I'm a person that obviously loves to give energy sometimes it's just because i'm a goober uh, and don't realize you know but i do like to, i feel like you, the energy you put out the one thing i do believe in really is i do believe in energy and i feel like you know if you really do put out good energy you are going to get it back and it does put people in a better mood if you're in a good mood so and it's easy to do and it costs nothing so i do try to go in that way and also you end up meeting so much more people if you just go in with a connection almost as if you're a friend with them rather than they're a stranger to you right off the bat. And uh, I think as long as you're, you know, watching, you know, out for yourself, you're not going to get taken advantage of, but it will open up a lot of doors and different opportunities to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And in Andrew's case, those are doors that he can then steal from. Yeah. They <laughs> open up doors <laughs> like, and, and pockets. Yeah. I'm like, that's a nice ottoman. Anyway. <laughs> And so being a Leo Moon, you are an actor. Is that right? Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> and um, you are a very great actor and you enjoy um, improv and making people laugh. And as an Aquarius, you also enjoy hosting. So I think you would make the perfect like game show host. Yeah, me too. And if there's any casting directors <laughs> out there that are looking for uh, devilishly handsome, six one, blonde hair, blue eyed uh doll of a host um just call me <laughs> you can I'm check humble. the show aren't notes. aquarians humble too they're really humble <laughs> you're the best at being humble <laughs> yeah <laughs> number one <laughs> yeah all right and i know i can't miss a single episode of this show because andrew's gonna slip in there and start hosting this thing 
Oh yeah, yeah. don't don't get too comfy, Scott. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. If uh, I was gonna say, if one of us is ever out sick. Um, Andrew can substitute, but <laughs> just... perfect. Oh yeah, I could totally imagine me uh, filling in for you and how that would sound. <laughs> I'm like your Pisces moon is Mercury retrograde. And no I'm going to say Andrew still gets a vote. He still gets to vote as an astrologer, <laughs> and yeah. he can and he can overrule the guest astrologer too if he wants to. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess so. In general, since you've been listening along so much, Andrew, I'm curious if your thoughts on astrology have changed over the time that you've spent with the two of us in your ears. Well, as you both know from knowing me uh, closely, I'm pretty hard headed. Uh, I do think I'm logical and I do think I'm always open minded. And I, if I'm presented with enough uh, credible evidence, then I am willing to always change my mind. I think that's where whenever I listen to Scott's uh, rationale, although it may infuriate you sometimes at, at times, sir, <laughs> I'm like, I usually find myself in agreement with Scott. I'm like, yeah, it's, but I will say it's easy. It is very easy to poke holes in something like this, just like it's easy to poke holes in religion. Um, now I know that is even controversial if I say that, cause you shouldn't compare this to religion, but that is where my mind goes a lot. Whenever I listen to the podcast, I think you can. And I mean, we've gone, gone off on that tangent before of like, astrology is not a religion in in a lot of ways it is it's you know it's a belief system way? it's a belief it's not, system it, no it's not a belief system it's, it's a belief that the stars dictate your personality and then you make decisions based on that just like people who read the teachings an, of a spiritual leader well on a, their, on a, yeah i think what yeah. scott's saying on a grand scheme of things it's you're taking in belief of something that's there's something created that is bigger and better than what we already know ahead of us right it's, well, that it's specific. It's not just like, no. I believe in something out there. It's, I know that when Pluto is over here, it's doing this. And I know that because of the teachings that I learned from this website, book, whatever. And that, to me, is pretty much follows along the lines of a religion. No. Okay. <laughs> it is, it's, it's an observation and a study and a research. It's not a religion. A religion is something that you have faith in that you you can't prove that you can't see that you you just know that like god's there you know all of that stuff and so far and it, it has it, not been able to prove it or be seen well we're still in the <laughs> well up until now it's been around for thousands of years and until we made a show astrology has not made too many uh leaps forward in proving itself it's made a lot of progress actually but i think if you don't again like follow it and understand what it's saying like a language then you're not going to think that it is saying anything and that's what my grandpa tells me about jesus he says <laughs> look well, you I, just got to read the book man you got to read it it's he speaks to you yeah well, well i think anyway, I, was, I, I was gonna say okay well if the two are let's say the two are separate i think the argument to a skeptic from both is probably a lot of the similar laying outs. Basically, I, I think that's what most skeptics would believe in. You know, I know you're saying that it's measurable data, but what I'm saying is uh, even a, so, someone that's really religious may say, well, I believe this so emphatically, and I also have whatever X proof to believe this way. But 
I think the skeptic is, you know, until I see actual information or video proof or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. No, I, I understand that skeptics need proof. I <laughs> respect that. I'm just saying it's a different animal than religion because religion is asking you to believe in something. Astrology is just there. It doesn't, it's not asking you to, it's not like putting, um, what's the word? It's like not telling you what any of it, like you draw your own conclusions about it. You know, you're just, astrology is just a system that has behaviors and then you get to watch and observe how it manifests, but it doesn't mean that it has something to say about like, um, you know, your beliefs. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really explaining well, that too well. well I was, was going to say, I both commend you both because you're both tech, tackling something that is like the argument of religion. Either way, it, it's kind of like the argument of religion. And now you guys are putting this on a podcast form, you know, to explain, you know, well, Sarah, I feel like you have a certain set of beliefs and Scott has a certain set of beliefs. Now, I do you think Scott or Sarah? I'm kind of curious to know when I listen. I'm curious to see if is Sarah. Do you think you're as open minded to believing that it could not be real as Scott is open minded to it possibly being real, and vice versa? I think that I am not open minded about it possibly not being real because. <laughs> And I think this is what all astrologers say. It has, once it's proved itself to you and you followed it and you get it, then there isn't any, and it just keeps working day in, day out. Then there, then I don't see any room for it unless it just stops working, you know, <laughs> unless it just stops being mind blowing, then yeah, no, I, I can't, how can I un believe what I am seeing unfold now that I understand what all the symbolism means. So I, I don't think that there's, I think it's much harder to go in that direction than it is for someone to be, well, I don't know. Let's see. Right. And, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's your response <laughs> no you i mean know. that that to me that's and when you use the word like it proves itself to me you know that sounds like an experiment was conducted yeah um but that's kind of like this what we know that it wasn't there wasn't like a blind test and the real test you just learned a lot about astrology and then connected dots to it working in your life so it's not like an experiment it's what sam reynolds would call anecdotal evidence it's where like oh, it precious. says this and this now, is also now, true. Do, now, wait. Now, this is to turn it. Now, we can turn this into a little bit different. I do have a quick question. Now, not to get too technical about this time of birth, but I want to know, is this like, is this when we see like uh, an opening? Is this when we've had a full head out? When is the actual time of birth? And what if the doctor is a doc? If the doctor is off a minute or two, let's say they didn't check their. They that does. That happens. Know. That happens. So, but. My my thought process with that is it's the ultimate it's the ultimate escape for the for the uh, astrologer because <laughs> you could always use that argument and be like well maybe the doctor was off their second hand was off but 
if you had if if that is a case, if you had two babies born at the exact same time on the exact same day, could you then if you took a snapshot of their entire life and saw all the main chapters that happened in both of their lives, would they fall exactly the same if that could happen where they were born on the exact same day or is it okay or is the location? I think that you will see a lot of common parallels and themes. Yes, for sure. You see that with twins too. But just like if you plant two identical seeds right next to each other and water them just the same, there's going to be like minor nuances that move them this way or that way. And also, like say, for example, with twins, you're also experiencing your chart in reaction to, you know, say, say you're the younger twin and the older twin is like, well, this is how I'm going to be. And the younger twin is like, well, I don't want to do exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to kind of do my own thing. You know, you're, you're still going to, you're still kind of dealt the same hand, but you might play it differently. Which is interesting because if astrology is telling you, here's the chapters of your life and it's being very specific about how your life is going to go. And you have two people with identical books, according to astrology, but are living different lives as twins. To Andrew's question, that is a, that's something that I've thought about a little bit. And it is kind of hard to square that with, well, yeah, they're going to live different lives because one of them is a little younger and they're older and they're going to see what one person does and doesn't want to do the same thing as their sister. But if their chart is describing their life in detail and it's got the same detailed description for both of them, then they shouldn't be different. Well, I mean, it's again, like I just said, it's like, this is what you've um, been dealt and you're expressing it in the context of your life. And so if you're a set of twins, one twin might, decide that they're going to be a doctor and the other twin might decide, well, I want to express myself as a unique individual. I don't want to be the exact same thing, you know? So they're experiencing their, that chart from a different perspective, you know? And so they may go into something that is using the same, um, energy and requires the same skills, but maybe not a doctor, maybe, um, you know, like a therapist, a sculptor or something. Uh, you know, you know, like a therapist, I, I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, something like that. So, and, and just the, the, you know, the, the, um, a lot of, a lot of can change in like even 10 minutes. I do know a set of twins, um, where the rising sign ended up changing between the births and it made them very different people. Um, and then sometimes that doesn't happen, but the angles are very sensitive points in the chart, the rising sign being, or the, the ascendant being one of them. And so sometimes when you have a set of twins and they both have their ascendant in, let's say, cancer, but one of them, you know, and there's like a planet like Mars there, that Mars might be more closer to one's ascendant than the other so then that one that twin's going to be the more dominant one and then that kind of sets things up and then the chips kind of fall where they are you know once they start living out their lives and expressing their chart but they're going to perhaps express that in a different way the chart doesn't necessarily lock you into um 
you still have free will, I believe, you know, so, but what can you do with these ingredients that you were given? You can do a couple of different things, you know, or a lot of different things. Well, I, either way, I will say it's as a listener, it's really fun to hear uh, your your guests. The, um, I was going to say the new, um, you know, you have the guest astrologers come on. It's fun to hear their take on it. I love that people get to share their lives uh, and their experiences and their stories. And it's fun. I think even if somebody, whether you believe or not, I feel like if you're using astrology to help yourself grow or help yourself become a better person or treat others, you know, differently and better, then I think, you know, it's just like religion and that fact that you should practice it and, you know, use it to your full ability if it if it makes you happy and, and drives positivity in your life. So I do like that. And it's fun to listen to the podcast because I do hear a lot of people that are extremely motivated by, uh, you know, their signs and uh, get motivated by, um, you know, not their horoscope, but the positive sides of their sign, I guess. But uh, anyway, so it's been really fun to listen. I really do uh, love hearing everybody, but I do love the guest astrologer. That's been a fun little addition. And it's been fun to hear you both kind of tweak the show as the show has progressed and kind of find finding, you know, that your journey along the way, finding out what works and what doesn't, and what works better. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being our number one fan. <laughs> yeah. Is there, isn't there some sort of like, uh, is there a prize? I'll send you a mug. Okay. All right. <laughs> It'll just be like a broken mug from the Dollar Tree. I'm like, wait. You're like, it's a mug. It counts. <laughs> Although I know you already have an Aquarius mug, which you I love. Do. I, I do. I do. It's because it says clever, witty, and something else. I mean, it's all positive. It said like trashy, unkept, and uh, has a gas problem. I'd be like, all right, am I going to drink out of that that often? That that would actually be good. <laughs> maybe we could. Maybe I'll make a line of mugs that have like. They're reading you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have the ones that change color, you know, when they get hot. So you could have all the positive things, you know, when it's cold. And then whenever you add the hot water, it shows you all the negative traits. <laughs> That's Trolling. a great idea for a mug. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, oh. I get 10% of that. <laughs> of course you do. This is being recorded, oh, right? <laughs> like a true Capricorn, he's always thinking as an entrepreneur about business. Well, he's got Venus and Capricorn. There you go. Hello. Last time I had my Venus in Capricorn, I got in trouble. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've had your Venus in a Capricorn recently. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go. What's what's so what's next? Oh, that's All it. Right. That's the show, everybody. Yeah, we no. really thank you for yeah. listening. We're trying to get to our, our retraced. Okay. All right. I'm waiting for Scott. Now, Cheryl was the first guest, right? <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl was oh the first one to talk about. Um, yeah, Cheryl, and then it was Wes and Lauren and Cassie, Christy, and then Fernando. Right, we're, we're doing sixteen through twenty. So oh, last sorry, five. Cheryl. Yeah, we already did Cheryl. Okay. Well, no. Wes was uh, so Wes was Scott's coworker, right? That's right. Wes yes. came in. He cared a lot about a astrology. He cared a little too much about astrology. <laughs> That he got excited and revealed his sign. Yes, he did, which I felt was very Pisces of him, which he's a Pisces. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it was so disappointing because I would have had that one. I was getting so excited. He was already like listing off all these Pisces 
keywords and I was just like, yes, I know it. I'm going to nail this one. And then he's like, I am such a Pisces. And I was like, damn it, I know. <laughs> now, here's my concern. And Andrew, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. When somebody like a Wes, who's really into astrology and into their sign, starts listing their personality as keywords that are known for being that sign, that's an area where I'm kind of concerned that that it would give away the sign because they have gotten in touch with their sign and they really identify with all of these traits associated with their sign. And when you ask them to describe themselves, they're going to go down the list of what describes in this case, a Pisces. Right. Well, let's face it. This, this whole experiment, as much as I love the podcast, is not as black and white as we'd like it to be. There's so <laughs> yeah, many, that's true. There's so many things that could occur. That's why I say, you know, even though, you know, you know, you may not want to call using astrology for entertainment purposes. The podcast certainly should be, you know, like it's, it's, you know, you, you, you just never know. I feel like you guys do such a good job of presenting both sides and, and Sarah, you've, I know you've put a lot of work and effort into learning about astrology and you're still learning about it and putting yourself out here is a scary place. And it's fun because I do hear the guests, like the people that are into astrology recognize that they're like oh this would be a really difficult place to be in especially the guest astrologers so you know i commend you sarah for taking this chance putting yourself out there that's not probably in your chart of putting yourself out there in front of people am i right no i mean actually um like in this way i mean i have mercury in leo so again leo is the performer it's about being seen but mercury is the voice so being on a podcast is com comfortable to me because I can't see anyone. When we do this, I just feel like I'm just hanging out with you and Scott. Uh, and then, um, you know, but I would never get on a stage. That scares the crap out of me, <laughs> you know. Live so, shows to come soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I'm aware of, I, I, that's what it is, is I just you know, kind of make myself believe no one's listening to this. Um, and so it well, takes the pressure off. I commend uh, Wes for being very in touch with himself. It seems like he was very, you know, emotionally secure. And I, it was really interesting. I like I like to hear, I kind of actually like to hear uh, both points. I do agree with Scott. There, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, astrology believers that come on the show. But I still have heard even some skepticism, even in some people's, you know, responses even if they're believers but uh but Wes was all in for sure <laughs> yeah you know and I honestly I'm worried about that too I don't want anyone um to be like so aware of their chart or their sign that they're like serving keywords to us on purpose and um there's actually been a couple times where I got really nervous that someone was doing that and it turned out they had no idea what they were talking about they were the, they were just talking from their heart and I was like blown away cuz I was like wow you were really describing your chart and then the one person I think Lauren who is an astrologer she was our guest number 17 um I was just listening back to hers. I think she did a really great job and we ended up not getting hers. Um, but I, I think she did a really good job of covering her tracks and not, you know, well, technically on that particular one, you were swayed a little bit. Uh, as I recall, it was, a, David was the astrologer and you were a little swayed because you were originally, I think going to pick, uh, the alternate, uh, chart, but David swayed you a little bit, but, um, 
I don't know. I was going to ask you when you have these conversations with guests and they start, they, when they say they have, uh, they have an opposing chart to you. First of all, I, I imagine Scott putting his little fingers together, his fingertips together, uh, and, uh, kind of Montgomery Burns style, like, yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> uh, I think oh, I yeah. literally yeah. said excellent the first I was like, excellent. <laughs> yeah. I exactly. know. Well, and I think that is ultimately what made me align with David is because I still felt I was right. Well, I thought I initially thought it was the right chart, but I, first of all, I was coming off being wrong so many times that I just had like my confidence was shot. Right. But also I really didn't want us to vote differently. And so that is kind of why I went back on myself is because I, I wanted to appear, um, a united front. And I, I, cause I, I saw Scott like get excited that we were disagreeing and I was like, Oh God. Okay. I gotta, and David felt pretty confident and, you know, I will give him credit because that was a, um, a challenging one. There was definitely some overlap in those two charts and I was going back and forth on them. Well, as, as a listener, well. I was going to say as a listener, I really like the fact that, um, you know, I don't know. Just basically, you guys, this was like the start of you breaking off now where Scott steps away for a moment and you as astrologer, astrologers discuss because they just gave you the you know area to do that. Like, well, why, why are we in disagreement, you know, and how can we do that? And I actually like that. That's a really good way to kind of like uh, kind of get like a, I don't know, like a fly on the wall to the decision making. And it yeah. was also fun to hear Scott. Now, I always imagine Scott when he goes off for 10 minutes doing, like, the most random stuff, like, training, <laughs> like, a bird how to jump through a hoop or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll well, be gone for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll re- release a special Patreon episodes of Scott's 10 minutes away from the podcast and what <laughs> I'm doing. But I will yeah. tell you, it's usually eating. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, you know, well, what I thought was very interesting is even though we got that one wrong, when we were writing out, David actually did help me write out the keywords for that episode. And when we were looking at her chart, we said this person probably moved around a lot growing up. And she said in her um, interview that she moved nine to 10 times. So I was actually pretty impressed that we got that piece right but we still turned away from it so shame on us (laughs) andrew i'm curious what you think about the keywords when i'm looking at them sometimes i do feel like there's more matching one or the other sometimes i think it's 50 50 and honestly a lot of the words i'm like that has nothing to do with this person some of them though will like totally match but we're just totally discounting all the ones that don't match. Right. This is where, this is what I call the gray area rather than the black or white of the experiments. The gray area is the entertainment zone. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> so entertaining. We're in a gray area. Cause I think there's certain things you just can't do. Like I said, a doctor could be the doctor that the, the person that gave birth to the, And what if, what if this, well, I guess if the mom had some sort of labor, like what if about a C-section is their birth time when the baby's, pulled out of the i'm just saying there's a lot of things that could happen you know so there's a lot of things so you kind of almost have to just allow this gray area to happen in this experiment you guys are doing and and just know that there's gonna be certain things that can't be true i do like the keywords as a listener because it helps me understand 
the differences between the charts, especially when there are vast uh, differences. I enjoyed when you guys, I think it was on, uh, or let's see, I think it was, was it this one that you guys, oh no, I think it was the next one. There was one where you started using celebrities, you know, as a chart, or maybe that was episode 15, which I think is good, but it could also, people have a lot of preconceived notions about celebrities. So if they hear a celebrity name, they may think, well, that's not me at all. So, uh, but I think you guys are doing your best effort to do and conduct an experiment as best as you can, knowing that all these variables, you know, do exist. And that, and also everyone that's giving you feedback, I always think about this too. Everyone that is giving you feedback is giving you feedback on themselves from their point of view, which could be a hundred percent fallible. <laughs> they could, their friends could tell you a, a completely different side of the story. So I always think about it too, you know, when people are telling you, they may be telling you what they want you to their best purposes. But I do say every guest that you guys have had on seemed very authentic, seemed very truthful and uh, sometimes surprisingly forthcoming with, you know, information. I agree. I'm I'm surprised sometimes how forthcoming people are, but I'm so grateful that they are because I think um, I, it's very ca- actually cathartic, not only for them, but I think listeners. I've had listeners reach out to me saying, you know, um, sympathizing with, you know, or relating to like certain family situations that people bring up and, I think that's one great thing about the show is when people are vulnerable, it, it makes other people feel connected and seen. And, um, it just makes you realize, yeah, we're all, we all have strengths, but we all have like struggles and things that we're, we're dealing with. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm glad I wasn't born in that day on that time at that specific (laughs) place. Jeez. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, because there are so many universal things that people can re- relate to that the guests say. You know, regardless of what day you're born and what time, there's a lot that we can relate to with every guest. And I love that connection. Like you were saying, Sarah, you put it perfectly. And I think that's why we're both drawn to doing this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you should continue. I think uh, it is it is good for that. I, I hear when the guests get on. You know, it's fun to listen to each episode because the guests get on. There's first that initial timidness. Then they let their guard down. Then they really start to be comfortable a little bit more with themselves. And it's it's fun just on a purely listening to a podcast while driving in your car or at work or waking up in the morning, whatever you however you listen to podcasts, you know, just hearing people, you know, explain a little bit about themselves and hear them, you know, talk about the ups and downs of their lives and the challenges they have. I think that makes everyone feel a little bit more connected because it makes you feel like, okay. Maybe I don't have it as hard as, uh, you know, like Cassie had, you know, or Lauren had moving around everywhere. And, you know, I was at one school my whole life, so it wasn't as difficult to make friends, you know, or whatever it may be. So I feel like you guys are doing fantastic. I mean, I'm not just your bestie saying that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm an avid podcast listener and I listen to you guys and I can't wait till a new podcast comes out. When I see a new one, I get excited and I listen to it right away. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we that. all have our favorite podcasts. And when they pop up in the feed, we're, we think, oh, yes, one of these is available. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I know that feeling. I'm glad that we could be that podcast for someone. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, and of course, for me on a personal level, it feels like I'm like, I'm hanging out with my besties. The only thing that drives me crazy is you guys know I'm a chat. I'm a, I got the <laughs> gift the gab, so I can't talk back. I mean, I do talk back to the podcast, but y'all can't hear me respond. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've, I've had that experience with other friends and their podcasts and wanting to chime in and 
being so frustrated because I'm like, no, I want to call in right now, even though this was recorded two weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, all right. So l- l- let's look at the stats here for a second, because Wes, um, I did not count that as anything. I'm just calling that a wash uh, because even though I, I felt like I would have gotten it, um, he, you know, revealed himself. So I can we just can we just put that in the win column for you? I mean, for the sake of the sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I'm happy to, <laughs> but you I, know, I put I put a W next to that episode when I'm writing my little show notes because I was like, that's a win. But maybe it does stand for wash. Uh, what you, well, it, it's it's only if Scott concedes, but um, I, I'm you know I'm I'm the Virgo, so I'm very like by the book. I'm like eh, it didn't count. <laughs> yeah, I think we can safely say if a guest tells you their sign before we pick the chart, we can't count that one. <laughs> yeah, that if was that was one. an experiment in a lab. That that experiment like Nolan Void, you know. There was yeah. one. The next one. Wait. Oh, there's Cassie. I was gonna say. Um, because Christy was... literally told you her age, but it was like such in passing that it didn't seem like you guys were factoring that in. But she told you her age, and one of the charts was that age, and one was not. Right, and I um I freaked out a little bit when she did that because I had actually looked at the ages, um, but I had it. Fortunately, I had forgotten, so I was like, I just pushed it out of my mind. And I was like, I'm not even going to think about that because. And to all the listeners out there, to Sarah's point, she, she when she when she says like, I put it out of my mind, I completely forgot. It. I will give her that credit. I think she has that capability to completely be like, all right, I'll forget what I just heard and try to go off of. You know, yeah, I think you're that. I think you try to be that fair at least. Yeah, yeah I appreciate I, that. I don't think I could do this experiment with someone who is trying to cheat or you know somehow yeah. gain an upper hand. She wants to win fairly, the same way that I want to represent these charts with a 50-50, you know, percentage chance. I want to bring up charts that are fair, that are truly random or yeah. alter them to where they're different enough so that, you know, to me, and that's they're all a challenge for you too, Scott, because I mean, you're obviously trying to find something that is challenging for Sarah, but obviously not a dead giveaway. You know, Honestly, like, well, my work is to yeah. make it easier because I'll take a random chart, but then if it has, the same moon as the real chart, then I have to make another random chart. And if then yeah, if that one has a couple episodes where Sarah's like, ah, Scott, this is the same suns and the same planet. Saturn. I know. We had a lot of those actually this round where um the sun be- okay, so what we started doing because I wanted I wanted to see the chart data, the birth data, so that I could plug it in. I could look at the transits. I could look at all this stuff. I could look at the human design. And so the only way for Scott to be comfortable showing that to me is we we now make both charts the same time, same location, but he just does different birth dates. And what ha- happens sometimes is because of it being the same time, a lot of times that means the sun is going to be in the same part of the sky at the same time if they're you know, very close in months or something like that. And so then what happens is I get two charts with the sun in the 12th house or two in the eighth house, you know, um, it doesn't always happen, but fortunately, like if there's enough other things different, um, 
you know, it's, it's been a lot easier and it's been a lot easier because I've had, um, professional astrologers helping me with this. So, um, that's been great, but yeah, quite a, I think at least three, um, of these episodes was like sun in the same house. Um, I'm curious about that. Like, doesn't the sun always tend to rise within, I don't know, three to four hours year round? So well, the I timing, mean, it's when the timing of when the sun is rising, right? Or what is that? What is the sun being in a house? What is that representing? Yeah, the house is, house division is the way that the sky is divided on the astrological wheel. And there are different house divisions. Some astrologers use Placidus. I use whole sign, which divides the sky into 12 equal pie slices. But in the rising sign, that's where the sun is rising over um, or the eastern horizon. So the slice of sky that's on the eastern horizon, the moment that you come into this world, that sign is going to be your rising sign and it sets up the chart. And so we freeze frame it. And where is the sun, you know, in the sky at that point where you, when you came into this world and if both charts, it was like at, you know, 7 PM, then both of those suns might be in the eighth house because the sun is in the same position in the sky at 7 PM in maybe October and December, you know, or something or even like May or something. Well, yeah. No, not necessarily because remember that the days are longer in the summer and they're shorter in the winter. So the, the sunrise and sunset times change throughout the year. But it's not like sunrise and sunset. It's where the sun is when you're born. No, because, well, yes, but I'm saying like, um, if the sun, uh, you know, if the sun at noon is in the highest point of the sky in July. At noon, it's not necessarily going to be in the same position in December um, because the sun se is setting by the time we get to 5 p.m. You know, so... But it'll it, be pretty close because we're using the same time, so it's going to be in a, a similar house. It's going to be one or two houses away. Um... Well, I mean, just going by, let me look at like Fernando's chart. Let me look at his episode because I think that was a good, pleasantly surprising one where they were in different houses. So Fernando, which was episode 20, our last episode, um, which that was, I, I really enjoyed that one a lot. I thought he was a great guest and um, can't skip ahead too much. Yeah, wait a second. What about guests 18 and 19? I, I know, about I know, but, but hang on. We'll, we'll go back. I just want to make this point clear because Scott was asking. So in um, Fernando's chart, he was born, um, oh, hang on, Astro Detectives 20. The time that you gave me, Scott. She's was... she's checking the charts, which are available to all listeners on the website astrodetectivespod.com in the case files for every episode. Yes. So wait, However, what's the we website again. <laughs> astrodetectivespod.com. Hold on, I'm writing it down. Astro oh detectives. <laughs> Is that plural or singular? Detectives. Plural. Well, plural. It, 
AstroDetectivesPod.com. Good job. Okay. It's nice now because there actually are two astro detectives now that we have the guest astrologer. Because I was not really an astro detective. I was like the astro scientist running the little experiment. No, the listener's the detective. The listener's the detective. There we go. I thought that was implied, Scott. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We'll edit this out. We'll act like it was implied. No, we do scrub the <laughs> we do scrub the birth data when we put the charts on our website just to protect everybody. But for Fernando, we had two oh eight, and so um, in at on January fourteenth, the sun is in the eighth house, and it's you know already kind of making its way towards sunset um, at two oh eight p.m. in January versus. The other chart, which we have um, at a different time of year, which was September. So it's September at 2.08 p.m. It's still on its way up towards the top of the sky, you know, so. At what house? It's in the 11th house. So the sun, and when the sun rises, it rises in the, into the 12th house. It starts, depending on where the ascendant falls. Um, but if the ascendant falls, usually... So this in, is the 8th and the 11th that his was in? hmm yeah. Okay, so three houses apart. But I feel yeah. like it's not going to be much more than that. I feel like you can't get too much more than three houses apart if you're yeah. using the same time. Yeah, and so I, th- I think it's 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 okay, as long as there's not too many other things going on. Like, with Lauren's episode 17 um the overlap was something that i don't blame you for scott it's not something that you would have been able to d- detect but nonetheless it there was just so many little things that uh upon studying the two charts we for example um you know her chart had a sagittarius stellium meaning stellium meaning there was like a multitude of planets in sagittarius so th- including her son. So she had like a lot of Sagittarius energy. However, the other chart, you know, had um, Jupiter in the first house. So Jupiter rules Sagittarius and it, it, you know, just Jupiter in the first house um, in another sign, isn't necessarily going to be exactly the same as Sagittarius, but there was just, that's just one example um, where you might get some, some of those Sag vibes because Jupiter and Sagittarius, they both are about knowledge and wisdom and um, bigger picture ideas. So it's like if you're getting that vibe from someone, it's like, okay, that's not really going to help me solve which chart this is. She also had, um, you know, one chart uh, had a Libra moon. The other chart had a moon conjunct venus which is libra's planet so it's like okay there's some more like kind of overlap so it's like you really have to know what questions to ask to really pick that apart so um yeah it's by no fault of your own i think you do a great job trying to cast really different charts but just sometimes that happens where there's just like these weird coincidences um showing up in the two charts now i'll say like 
The next three, 18, 19, and 20, I thought, like, wow, I'm actually having a hard time finding what's in common with these, you know. So I, I think um, I felt like we got on a, on a roll with those three. All right. Well, then I guess the next one would be Cassie, number 18, episode 18. Yeah. So we had Shanna joining us as the guest astrologer, your former TA. Yeah, that was a treat. Shanna is excellent, and she really could, you know, I, I would have probably gotten that one wrong if it wasn't for her because there were just a couple of things that um, Cassie was saying that I, you know, as a, you know, kind of younger astrologer, I was going in the wrong direction, but Shanna really explained those nuances to me. And, um, you know, and that, that was an interesting one too, cause that, that one actually, um, did have both sons in the 12th house. They were both Mercury ruled charts. Um, but paying attention to some of the nuances, yeah, was really, really key. And Shanna was, is, um, you know, been an astrologer for, I think over four years. So she's, um, a lot more, um, adept than I was. So, um, I did like that. Cassie used that, uh, phrase, social media butterfly. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. Cause when she said that, I literally was just like you, Sarah, this is just our marketing brains kicking in. I was like, that's brilliant. And I literally said the same thing. I was like, she should trademark that if it's not trademarked. And you're like, you should trademark that. I was like, that's nah. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's your former marketing business partner. <laughs> yeah. You rubbed I, off on me quite a bit with, okay, don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're lucky. <laughs> um, no, with all that, like, I, I really do think in those terms now. And it's, I, I was actually, I have not forgotten that she said that. I was actually thinking about that today um, because I saw some PJ pants that said um, antisocial butterfly. And I thought of her um yeah, uh, social media butterfly. I'm like, that is, I can't believe I haven't heard that before. Well, that is that's, true. I mean, that's like a huge percentage of people now. I think there's a lot of people that are extremely active online. Uh, you know, they have a presence day to day, but there's no phone calls going out. There's no text going out. They just, you know, they live on social media. And I can respect that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, she was really funny, but yeah, you guys pick different charts. So, I, of course, again, I, now that I can see Scott on this podcast, I'm sure his eyebrows went up. But knowing Scott so well, I definitely was thinking he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> well, only initially we did pick different charts. Yeah, I, I was definitely going to go in the wrong direction there. But uh, I was going to hitch my wagon to Shanna's because I, I really trusted her on that one. And she could really intelligently explain why it was the chart that it was. So... I ended up voting for it in the end, so I get credit for that. <laughs> yeah, she chose the foodie, which I do like the fact that you have named these different things, you know, and I think it's sometimes uh, if a person, you know, if the the person you guys are having, the interviewee, uh, knew that, they may get a little hung up on that, but I, I think as a listener, it's nice to know the two charts and just have at least a name for them so that way we can kind of follow along because adjectives kind of run together, but at least if we know, you know, what name they, f they file under yeah, us. I appreciate that because sometimes when I'm trying to write these keywords or come up with names, I am like, 
I don't want to, I mean, this could be true, but I don't want to write it because I don't want to offend them if it's not or worry them, you know? So sometimes that's tricky. Or sometimes like if I put, uh, we had like, if we call someone compassionate and that's not their chart, they're like, well, I'm compassionate. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's just like some traits are more dominant in the other chart. It right. doesn't mean you aren't, it doesn't mean you're like um, a selfish piece of shit or something. Yeah. You know? you well, can... that's where, I mean, I love it when you put the ones that are just especially different. So if you put like compassionate for one, that it would almost symbolize that the other one is kind of like less compassionate. Like the one, the, the categories in life where they're going to be the most different are fun to see in those keywords. Yeah. I agree. I think that's true. When the keywords do seem similar, even though they may be different words, they do. I kind of, I'm like, well, those are close enough that it makes it a little harder to determine. So I think, yeah, finding the the biggest differences between the two charts is what I would lean into. Yeah. But it's good you guys are doing that. You're right. And some, you know, when I put things like compassionate, it's because I'm looking for stories where this person is going to tell the story where they are like, a social worker or they like do a lot of charity work, you know, that is what I'm, I'm not just saying compassionate as a throwaway word. I'm saying like it as a really dominant theme in their life. Like this person's so compassionate that they like work in a soup kitchen or, you know, something like that. But I do, I will work on that. I'm always striving to do better with the keywords. Cause I, I think it is, it can be like throwing, you know, darts in the dark sometimes, but uh, I think that's I, exactly what it's like. Yeah, I, I know you do. That's what he's been trying to do. say all along. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, just, the good news yeah. is on episode 18, you won that one, you guessed correctly with the help of Shauna, right? Yeah, I did. I did. So, yeah. So, you, so now we're at a wash, a loss, and a win. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. So like basically the... we're at we're at exactly what Scott would say is a 50/50. Okay, don't don't stoke his ego. <laughs> I love the Andrew's the scorekeeper. No, but then if Andrew keeps counting for these 5, it won't work in Scott's favor. Yeah, yeah you're actually Well, right now I was going to say 50% is actually pretty good. I mean, that would be on target for what uh would be, you know, would serve both of you. Well, you can't get to 80% without going through 50, but <laughs> um, I will say well, that's, true. that's probably the, that's probably, we can back that with science. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, okay. If we look at these in sets of five, so the first five, I got two out of five, right? And then yeah. the next set, I got two out of five, right? And then I got one out of five, right? Woohoo. Um, so now wait, this- the, the, the idea of being, well, I'm learning, I need more experience. That one out of five threw both of us for a loop. Cause I'm thinking, okay, two out of five, two out of five, she's going to start getting three out of five. Like it has to even back out to 50, 50. And then when you got one out of five, I was like, wait a minute. I was starting to question, you know, did, is this ex- like, why are we getting so low? It should be 50, 50. She should be three out of five, three out of five for like the next two. Or what yeah. if Sarah's gotten every one of these right, but the guests have had their wrong birth times? 
theory. <laughs> we went through that. If if people want to go back and listen to Marie Michelle's episode, we had. I the ch- know. I was. I uh, that was very arrogant of me. I was like, she's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> her I company just... is. Her company is named after her birth time. <laughs> Yeah, I was just so blown away by that one. But um But how but, bad would that be to name your whole company and make your whole livelihood off of it and then find out your birth time was wrong? <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> right. You, would you keep the business the same or you'd be like, ah it'd be funny. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Rub it in. I got one out of five. I don't know how do you explain my massive screw up. I don't know. Well, we're <laughs> we're talking about streaks, and streaks are naturally yeah. gonna happen. If you're flipping a coin, sometimes you're gonna get four in a row of one or the other. In this case, it worked against you, Sarah. You got four in a row of not the one you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And but and- on this five. Things yeah. are looking good. I, I, yeah, because I actually, you know, I, I got three out of five, but in my mind, I actually got five out of five. So you were, <laughs> well, you were at, no, you were at 80% with the wash, right? 80%. With the wash. With the, with these last five, no? Oh, if oh, you're counting, oh, you mean if you count if the wash as a win? If I count the wash as a win, it would be 80%. Oh, well, yeah. let's throw in another couple wins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I so uh, the reason I say that is because I feel like I know from a skeptic point of view, you're just okay. You got three in a row, so what? But like for me, I'm like, oh, good, something is working now, and I'm doing better, and I'm I feel very excited. So I think um, adding the additional astrologer it was. A, extremely helpful i think all the improvements we've made and um yeah i'm so excited for the next five (laughs) me too yeah but um yeah so we go ahead andrew i know i was gonna say after that win i love the fact that and then you'll have the plant medicine uh advocate christy that's right she was on for Episode 19. I really liked her and I loved uh, John was an interesting perspective uh, as the guest astrologer. So how do you know John? Scott knows him or knew, it was through actually Scott's girlfriend, Corinne, had run into him um, many years ago at, um, I guess, a shop or something. I, I don't know. If she was in like in a new age shop and um, I think she just he maybe started talking to her about astrology and, and she thought he was really accurate. So she never forgot him. And so when we were thinking about doing, bringing on other astrologers, she offered him um, and contacted him and he was game for it. He was pretty excited about it. And he was such a cool, cool guy. Um, I love talking to astrologers who've, you know, been doing it for 30, 40 years and, what it was it like back in the eighties? Like he said, he used to go to these astrology parties, which I thought was so cool. And that they would sometimes have a mascot there, like an actual bull or maybe an actual scorpion. <laughs> he said, for what they had twins there one time. Maybe that's how Corinne knows him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's a twin. But yeah, yeah they, they were like, yeah, for Gemini's that the twins. Like, yeah, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, look oh. at you. I've been you reading know. my book. Yeah. Idiots. It's not yeah, for what's idiots. The, what's the Capricorn sign? It's a sea goat. 
Yeah, when they bring the seagoat into a party, though, that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a goat flap flopping around on the floor. Yeah, Yeah, like an armchair. (laughs) The seagoat. And then the when the Aquarius shows up, and they're just like, "Yeah, if you could just keep that fountain full, that'll be great." We'll yeah, just you just gonna carry that water over there, but I'm an air sign. No, you're gonna carry water today. I thought I was being <laughs> celebrated. No, you're here to work. Yeah, but the seagoat just gets to sit in the fountain. That's not fair. Uh, I feel bad for the crab. The crab just comes over like ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the virgin. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> Wait, who's the virgin? Virgo. <laughs> Wait, so all Virgos are virgins? Wait, Virgo. What, is Virgo the actual sign of virgin? Virgo the virgin, yeah. Is she? It's like um, now. So I'm bringing water to people, and she just hasn't had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Good if you're going, if you're choosing an identity, though, do you really want your identity to be that you haven't had sex? Like, I don't know. I've had a goat that has somehow managed to be like Ariel and swim in the ocean. But this person is being celebrated for just not having sex. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the. So the are Virgos mi- not sexual? That is not accurate. <laughs> and Virgo is, it- is just an archetype. So it doesn't mean that, and you're not just your son. Um, so no comment. <laughs> um, but I've got a Scorpio moon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's trying to tell us she's sexual <laughs> as discreetly as possible. Okay, so anyway, but uh, yeah, Christy was <laughs> bring it back to Christy, yeah. uh, who was a Taurus, not a Virgo. Um, she, yeah, she, that was um, she that one I felt like, um. I was fairly confident, but we were kind of, I was flip flopping a little, but John felt pretty confident. So, um, but just some stories about her mother struggling with addiction and she even struggled with addiction. Um, we could see that clearly in her chart with, um, you know, she has a, um, a Pisces moon. And that's not to say again, that anyone who with a Pisces moon struggles with addiction, but she also had, um, Jupiter there square, square Venus, which can be excess and overdoing it. And Pisces, it's just, it's a very non-physical sign. It's very dreamy, imaginative, and your moon is kind of your comfort zone. And Pisces doesn't do well with reality. So it likes to escape. And so that's why sometimes, the Pisces moon or like a lot of Pisces energy can escape through. That's why um, even Wes was saying like he had struggled with, um, you know, addiction and became sober. And so he has a lot of Pisces in his chart as well. Um, But Pisces is a brilliant sign. I mean, it's so imaginative. It can see the big picture. Um, It's, it's like, we need Pisces energy. No sign is bad. I just want to, emphasize that and no no chart i think is bad i think it's you can you're dealt a hand and you can make the most of it or or not <laughs> you know well except for those tauruses yeah yeah except for those tauruses <laughs> <laughs> well and aquariuses are apparently especially smart let's keep that in mind let's yeah. keep it going. yeah i think that's the word on the street 
<laughs> but not as perfect and smart as Virgo. So. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 20, Fernando. He was amazing. Wait, um, we're, we had 19, right? Christy was 19. Oh, she yeah. was 19. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Fernando. He was great. He was a character. I really I enjoyed loved him. his energy. Yeah, he definitely was a little spitfire for sure. Yeah. yeah my, I, my favorite line was he said, because uh, I think I, I called him an enigma, and he says, um, maybe I am an enigma, and maybe I'm not. <laughs> yeah. On my little notes I wrote about him, I just put enigma, question mark. <laughs> Which is really funny. No, he definitely reminded me, he reminded me of uh, a couple other people we know that are just like, you know, constant balls of energy, uh, ton, full of words and ready to talk. And, um, but also really, uh, you could also, I, he was a really good listener too. He was listening to everything you were asking. And anyway, yeah. it was really enjoyable. It was a really nice episode to listen to. I can yeah. see him being good at sales for those reasons because you, it's not totally. just about pitching and talking a lot. You have to really hear what the other person is saying before you pick what you're going to say next. Totally. He yeah. actually, and, and being a motivational speaker, I can just tell you he has that kind of energy that is infectious through his speech, you know, or, or through his speaking, you know. So, uh, but anyway, it was a really fun listen. And it was, uh, his was a question. He had a, so when I, I see these little show notes, um, Fernando, and it says quest for knowledge. It says like Lauren, fourth house son. What is what does that mean? Those are just the, titles? Yeah, those are the names of the episodes, like the case. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be kind of like a, you know, like a, uh, the name of a mystery. You know, I know. Those are something that the two charts have in common. So when you read when you read the episode name, it's not giving away the right chart. Okay, so for instance, Fernando, his the episode name is Quest for Knowledge. So which you can find at astrodetectivespod.com. Thank you. And the two and the two classes, he was either going to be a chess master or the mediator. Yeah. So is that how you came up? But both charts symbolize somebody who is on a quest for knowledge. Oh, I see. Okay. I right, gotcha. right. Because of the axis. So one chart was a Gemini rising. One was a Sagittarius rising. And they're both, those signs are both like on a quest for knowledge, but in kind of an equal opposite way. And but usually, know- usually she'll pick something that's literally uh, something that astrology, like, an astrological thing that's that's a the same yeah yeah like the seventh house whatever or the pisces moon or something but usually yeah. i try to keep the big three different yeah and that one i i could not find a really good placement that either had in common so i kind of went with that but um well with somebody it's oh i was gonna say somebody that's got as specific as like a personality and character as fernando seemed to can't come on with you know like right off the bat you could tell he was like super engaged, super energized, super, super emphatic about life. Like just knowing that, I mean, even like talking to him for like two seconds and hearing him without even asking a single question, would you be able to automatically go knowing all the points in the chess master's chart or the mediator's chart? Did you automatically know with him? Like, okay, this is like a, because I feel like his personality came through so strong right off the bat that it felt like it would be like e- easier yeah, no, no, that one, I, Lauren and I were kind of giggling because we were like, oh my God, this is like, we knew exactly which chart he was because 
His chart, the Sag rising, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, and he had Jupiter in Sagittarius, so that he had his chart ruler in the first house. So the first house, that is going to come right out, and it's going to, it's how you, the energy you give off, especially right when you meet someone. And not only that, it was exact his, the degree of his ascendant. So it was so strong um, that he was just, he just was so, even though he's a Libra son, he was so Sagittarius. He was hitting all the Sagittarius keywords. He even looked like a Sagittarius, um, you know, Anyway, well, like profiling, isn't that? I know that profiling. I'm gonna start. <laughs> yeah. If you can, Aquarius, when they claim to, that they can tell by a picture, that's a whole other experiment. You Uh-oh. know, yeah, he had, yeah, we, um, he had on this really, um, like beautiful necklace that he said he got in Ecuador, and Sagittarius is known for having foreign connections and other cultures. And it's uh, very about seeking wisdom. And um, so it just, he just kind of was radiating that, you know, whereas Gemini is more someone who is more like they want to learn, but it's going to be more um, bite-sized bits of information and, you know, um, kind of research and that where Sagittarius is experiential wisdom. They want to get out in the world, learn other cultures and and learn about life and get some wisdom out of it. So I, I was just, that was just wafting off of him. But the, the names, the mediator came because I was just, he's a Libra son and Libra is a sign of it's the scales it's balancing. They're very good at mediating um, bringing people together, you know, two conflicting sides. And he actually, it was so interesting because he actually called himself a mediator in his family. Um, and so again, we were just like, oh my God, this one we have that, that was probably one of the more, most confident I've been on picking a chart. Other than Wes, why <laughs> <It was just laughs> he gave you the information? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that rounds out our 20, 20 episodes, and we're of course just getting started. The oh, more yeah. data that we get, the more certainty there can be, one way or the other. Yeah. Well, the thing with this is, you know, like I said, in, in any kind of experiment, you're going to have to have everything be consistent and only one thing change to truly pull off this experiment. And that is a, a, a really hard feat in this, <laughs> you know, line. But well, I do. Oh, I do. Th- well, I, I think that we're doing a pretty good job of only changing the guest. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is I think there's other factors, like I said, you know, like a doctor calling the wrong birth time or someone not knowing truly about themselves or someone, you know, whatever it may be. There's a lot of different, there could be a part of that gray area that still pops up. But uh, I do think it is something that uh, since you guys are now celebrating 20 plus episodes in, um, you know, it's something that you're only honing in on a little bit more and more and you're getting to know. And I do think. Having the guest, you know, uh, astrologer on takes a little bit of the 
fresh off of Sarah. <laughs> so yeah. that's nice mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, but now we have to have a guest skeptic come join. Oh, us. <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> We're like. Ah, uh. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna come on, Andrew, and be like, uh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, I can totally be that. <laughs> uh, the guest skeptics are in agreement that we have a fifty-fifty chance this episode. <laughs> I'll be like a little picture-in-picture picture that just pops up. I'll be like pop-up video. I'm like, bloop. Nope, actually, this person is contrary. <laughs> well, oh if anything, God. the guest skeptic would guess themselves based on absolutely nothing. And not knowing and should be pretty close to 50% also. And if the guest skeptic is beating the record of the astrologers, that would be some other interesting information. And then there has to be some sort of prize. Like we have to name a star after whoever wins just to make it oh. a legitimate <laughs> contest well, here. I need, to, I need to get Carl to log some more votes because he only made guesses for the first five episodes. But Carl is at 60% right now. Oh boy! And this was just A B B A A or whatever, and right. he we got. Should, we, should, we should actually develop ten other people that are going for this award. Like, well, one will just be throwing darts at a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one will be, we'll do all these random tests and be like, let's see who wins. Well, the darts would be tough because you could have a good dart player or a bad dart player, but nobody can be better or worse at guessing A's and B's. No, no, it's all it's all about perspective. You could have a huge dot, dartboard. Imagine if the bullseye is ten feet wide. Well, then I'm guessing they're going to get eighty to ninety percent right. Yeah, <laughs> but we're finally going to have our one hundred percent. Well, so just to recap, everybody, we <laughs> she definitely wants to recap this segment. We're at so uh, the way that uh, and you and we've put this on Astro Detectives. You can go on our website astrodetectivespod.com and look at the section called the score. And um, I've got a little breakdown there. We've even got like a little, um, you know thermometer or speedometer basically tracking the progress and where we're at but um because we have other astrologers playing now we're counting number of guesses made um versus you know versus correct guesses so so far we've had 11 correct guesses out of 23 possible guesses to give us 47.8 percent accuracy so that's where we're at as of today startlingly close to 50 percent well i mean you can like i said you can only get to 80 percent by going through 50. No, you can literally start at 100% and stay there, or you can start at... I know, but I'm saying at this point, <laughs> yes, yes. I, well, can't, means... I can't get to 80% without being at 50% at some point in time. At this trajectory, at the next retrace, we should be at 70-ish percent. If I get five, right? Right, if we continue this trajectory. <laughs> okay. It's going to happen, right? Yeah, I thanks for the vote of confidence. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, Andrew, you're a graphic designer, so I want to get your professional expertise on this chart because I've, I'm recommending going forward that we show Team Skeptic. You like those indicator charts, you know, where like in politics, it's like, who's going to win this election? This person on this side, this person on this side, and there's a needle that's like showing you how... Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, like, or you could do like the weights, like the Lady Liberty, you know, like it could be like a physical, you know, mm-hmm. 
one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like with, with this needle, I'm thinking team skeptic should be on one side and team astrology on the other side. Cause all of this zero through 40 business, nobody's guessing that there should well, not. Is anybody is, I feel like, can you be, I feel like you have to be either 100% skeptical or 100% in right. Truthfully, can't, you can't really be. Cause if you're, if you have any shadow of doubt, isn't that considered skeptical? I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know where question. you're going with this Aquarius. <laughs> no, I'm just no. I'm saying if you're using this needle concept, there's no in between. There's literally either skeptical. skeptical well, the in between or... would be at about seventy percent. That would kind of be maybe the gray zone between the two. But if oh, it's at, if it's at fifty, it's totally team skeptic. And if it's at eighty plus to a hundred, then it's totally team astrology. But right now we've got this weird kind of like, well, all to one side is pointing to zero and nobody thinks it's going to be zero. And then Team Skeptic has like this section between 50 and 70 up there. Well, I was doing that because I was literally below 50%. I was at like 33% for a while. So I was trying to show that on the graph as well, you know. So I understand what you're saying, Sky, and we, we can make those design changes. With the power well, of positive, I don't have to bore our listeners. With well, that. I would say with the power of positive thinking, we just chop that bottom part of the chart off because we're not going to need it anymore. Yeah, I got, I got no advice for you as a um, graphic designer, but as a podcaster, I say let's cut this uh, mumbo jumbo short and let's. Yeah, the listener doesn't care. The this... fact is, it's fun to listen to, regardless of what the outcome is, and it's fun to hear two best friends have a show together and communicate about things. It's funny because there's a listener uh, that's listening to this podcast right now. I've sat through several little morning coffees and different experiences where we kind of talk about these little, you know, agreements or disagreements. And um, Sarah's told me everything that she's believed in this journey that she's been on. But I do think it's fun to see you two uh, come together on this and present a show. And it is fun because there are a lot of people listening and there are a lot of people that are really um, excited about this and the experiment you guys are doing. So. I'm a a proud best friend. Well, thanks for being our hype man. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to put this one on YouTube just for that. Everybody's been smiling great. I didn't agree to any visual uh, agreement as part of my contract. We have. (laughs) (laughs) You got my writer about the blue uh, M&Ms only in the green room, right? (laughs) Except I'm in the blue room and I want green olives. Wait, green M&Ms. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I spoke to Naveen. He's supposed to have those ready. The nice thing yeah. about Zoom is we don't have to prep any green rooms. That's true. Or any <laughs> guest handling. It's perfect. I just realized the that your, ba- here are lovely. your background kind of looks like the moon. So I feel like this. Oh, this, it does. You, yeah, I'm it, actually here. I'm here with India's rover. Uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> India just landed on the moon. And since my in-laws are Indian, I'm here uh, on, on the rover um, recording live. This is a... First in podcasting, so I, I find I just read that news today, and I am so excited about that um, because you know we landed on the moon like one time, right? And then we just kind of like uh, I know um, and there might have been a studio involved with that landing. I don't know. Well, the first time. <laughs> don't get me started on the aliens, so. <laughs> Or the Sasquatch. Yeah. (laughs) But I I am wondering if um, what the Indians are uh, discovering up there and and 
if they're meeting any new uh, friends. <laughs> well, truthfully, the exciting thing is, you know, there's some ice up there possibly. So if there's water up there, uh, the moon could be a, a place that we can maybe inhabit and destroy just like we have the earth. Well, if they could bring some back for my uh, Yeti, I'd appreciate that. Oh, yeah, put some uh, moon beans in a jar. I have some ice. <laughs> what if it's a different kind of water? You know? What if H2O is down here and up there there's like something else? O2H. <laughs> I was just re- I'm reading a sci fi book right now where there's literally a different molecule of ice. It's like, and if you touch it to other ice, it's going to like make it change too. And it'll destroy the planet. And it's very dangerous. And it's weird to think about moon ice versus earth ice. Wow. Yeah. That's so Well, I think my oven timer just went off. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. My oven timer? Oh my God. That's so funny. I'm always baking bread. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining us on this journey, Andrew. I've uh, enjoyed every single episode. I sometimes listen to the car. Sometimes I listen on the beach. Sometimes I listen between bulldog feedings. But I honestly, I really do love listening. I always look forward to it whenever I see a new podcast and I subscribed and I followed. And I think I need to go on and leave a comment, right? I'm, aren't I supposed to rate and review? You're supposed to do a lot of things. Just follow in order. In order, just if you could hit every one of those notes, that would be okay. great. And I think, and also, like, I was trying to get onto Patreon, but maybe I misspelled it. It's patreon.com <laughs> backslash Astro Detectives Podcast. It's an app. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, an app. You, can, you can also go there on the website. And we're maybe going to post some stuff there. Who knows? That's not available anywhere else. Okay, but if I become a Patreon member, am I understood it's only a dollar a month? It's it's in that's the lowest denomination. So yes, you could, but we're what's the maybe, highest denomination? A th- Infinity. Million. <laughs> okay. Well, what's okay? So I log on to Patreon.com, Astro Detectives Pot, Astro Detectives Bot. Wait, how do I say it? <laughs> okay, so you go to astrodetectivespod.com and there's a Patreon link on our website. But I could also go to patreon.com backslash astrodetectivespodcast and find I it. I think it's I think it's a forward slash. Oh, forward slash? So it's patreon.com forward slash astrodetectivespodcast. There we go. Oh boy. And I have a timer just went off. Yeah, just a dollar a month, you say. <laughs> feed us a, a Sarah and a Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I could divide one Starbucks drink into eight months worth of Patreon. Um, anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, and to answer your question, Andrew, it's patreon.com slash astrodetectivespodcast. Okay, so slash, we're just going with slash, not backslash, forward slash. Sounds you good. know, this day and age, yeah. <laughs> if you just Google it, you could find it. Okay. <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> All right. We really appreciate you joining us, Andrew, and um, helping us summarize all of these guests. We could tell you did the homework because you knew a lot about every one of these episodes in some ways more than maybe I'm just speaking for myself. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any notes uh, being had. By the way, is the oh, is the... The music on in the background. Do I hear that right now? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, escorting you out into the lobby. <laughs> it's got a good little beat. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Dance your way out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's usually a lot shorter on the retrace episodes, but for oh. you, we can make an exception. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me that long outro. I want it like a five minute uh, slow Oscars playoff. <laughs> as long as you can, as long as you can read the outro for us on the way out or just since you've heard it enough times, just kind of improv your way through the, the outro to lead us out of this episode. All right. If you love listening to Astro Detectives, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave amazing comments about how much you love the show. And if you love the show, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your skeptics. And make sure you go on to patreon.com backslash or slash or whatever the hell you want to do. Astro Detectives podcast. And there you can donate up to a million dollars per month to become a Patreon subscriber to the Astro Detectives website. You can also find more information on astrodetectivespod.com, including upcoming show dates, all of our chart notes, and you can see Sarah and Scott's face. Mm-hmm.